Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1341. Today it's the Rebels briefing on A Fool's Hope. This is episode 14 of season 4 of Star Wars Rebels. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yes, we're doing things a little bit differently. All three of the final episodes of Star Wars Rebels appeared on Monday, March 5th, and we're going to handle them one episode at a time on the podcast here. There will be a bonus episode that goes over the entirety of the three, and both the bonus episode and this episode will be full spoiler podcasts. And the reason why I'm doing separate episodes for each of the three, so that would be a Fool's Hope, which we're doing now, and Family Reunion and Farewell Part 1 and Family Reunion and Farewell Part 2 is basically for posterity because these episodes of the podcast will be here for people to discover and if we ever decide to do a Rebels exclusive feed and a Clone Wars exclusive feed, which is something I've thought about for a while, you know, breaking off some of these things, well, we want single episodes of the podcast for single episodes of this series. So that's why it's happening in this particular fashion. But don't worry if you want to talk about the whole slam bang finale as it debuted on Star Wars excuse me, on the uh, Disney XD channel tonight, well, then we will get into that as well in a bonus episode. But for now, let's talk about A Fool's Hope. Again, this is a full spoiler podcast, so if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want it spoiled for you, then save this for a later date. But let's talk about it if you're ready to talk about it. So the first thing we start off with is a bit of a mystery, and the mystery is how exactly Hera got off of Lothal. We know that she was on Lothal at the end of A World Between Worlds, and it's not like Ezra threw her into a portal before the Jedi Temple got destroyed. So how did Hera get off planet? That still remains a mystery. However, it's one where we have a lot of narrative drive, and so we are just already thrown in, and as befits a Star Wars movie, TV show, anything like that. We are in Meteor Res. We are right in the middle of the action, which is Hera arriving to recruit the rest of the clones, as well as Ketsu, the Mandalorian bounty hunter friend of Sabine Wren, and Hondo Onaka is there as well, and Hera is not exactly happy to see him, even though she's the one who sent a message for him to be there. And not only is he going to go back to Lothal with everyone, and he says, for Ezra, there's nothing he wouldn't do, which is a rather remarkable thing to say, especially for an old pirate like Hondo Onaka. They pull off what has to be possibly the most daring entrance onto Lethal that I've seen so far in Star Wars, which is sitting at the mouth of a hyperspace lane, waiting for a cargo ship to just suddenly appear and hoping that it doesn't smash them to bits when it actually arrives out of hyperspace. That seems to be one of the most daring maneuvers I have come across. And they have to do this without power, which, you know, imagine yourself in a spaceship and you've got a whole blockade 
looking down at you and you're hoping against hope that you are not going to get detected. And I guess maneuvering jets are light enough that they're not going to be detected by the Empire. But to get yourself close enough to this cargo ship where you can magnetically attach yourself to it and, hey, let alone, like, don't let the cargo ship detect you either because I'm sure they would just as soon report you being attached to them so that way they don't get in trouble with the Empire. And Rex operating the magnetic clamps, we get a good look at him and that's the first moment when I saw that they are really leaning into this Return of the Jedi business. If you're not familiar with it, Dave Filoni has speculated that this particular guy that was part of the Pathfinders, the Special Forces strike team that helped destroy the shield generator for the Battle of Endor, one of those guys is a guy that looks old and has a white beard, and Dave Filoni at some point speculated that, hey, that could be Captain Rex. Now, he had been identified as a character named Nick Sant, N-I-K-S-A-N-T, in a digital card game called Star Wars Force Collection back in 2013. So that essentially would make his identification as somebody named Nick Sant a Legends identification, meaning it's not canon. So they certainly have the opportunity to rewrite history and have that character actually turn out to be Captain Rex. Meanwhile, Hera getting back to Lethal with the rest of the gang has become more urgent because... Ezra has suddenly had a vision that Thrawn has been sent back to Lethal by Emperor Palpatine. And so they've got to attack very soon. And the way that they're going to do this is by triggering an attack by Governor Price. Now, the way that they pull that off really ends up messing with your head because they actually play it very well in the episode from a meta perspective. When you have Ryder Azadi sending a transmission to Governor Price saying that he wants to get amnesty in exchange for turning the rebels over to her, you know, you start to buy it, especially considering the argument that he and Ezra get into prior to that action. So the way that the creators of Rebels played this really, <laughs> they really sold it, especially when you see Ryder kind of sneaking away from the battle that happens. And when he has a chance to shoot Rook, the assassin of Admiral Thrawn, he has a chance to shoot him when Rook isn't even looking and he passes on the shot and lets him go. And Rook kind of gives him a nod like he knows, hey, yeah, I know your deal. You're part of this plan. I mean, that is a gutsy move just even as, you know, if you're trying to play this part and you know really that you're actually on the side of the rebels and the whole thing was a ruse to get Governor Price out of her little tower, as it were, you know, to not take a shot at somebody that dangerous, I mean, that is an incredibly gutsy move. But thanks to the timely arrival of the ghost, the fact that the rebels kind of miscalculated this ruse and were almost overrun by the stormtroopers, well, it all worked out okay, especially when Ezra had a moment of, hey, let's go into the cave. And the reason why he lured everyone into the cave was because there were a whole bunch of loath wolves that were in there that would suddenly run out and run rampant and stomp and throw and bite and do all this fun stuff. Rook was taken by a loth wolf and thrown off the edge of yeah you know thrown off the edge of a cliff but we don't see him fall we don't see him die so chances are he's still kicking around out there he fell 
down a long height at least once in this episode and crawled back up. So there's every reason to think that he will crawl back up again and get himself back into the action. And now we've set up that scene that we've seen already in the mid-season trailer where the ghost is flying very low and the Lothwolves are running alongside it. So it'll be very interesting to see if the Lothwolves actually head to the capital city and the Imperial headquarters and be a part of this plan too. I just, I don't get the sense that they're going to show up in the city, but that would be pretty amazing if they did. Anyway, let's talk after the break about the main goal of the plan and why it's going to go very badly for Orinda Price. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so the overall plan, as we all know, is to get the Empire off Lethal. And we also know that there can't be any major rebel victory here because... It's not happening until the Battle of Scarif, so I guess we can get flexible about what we define as a major rebel victory. I guess we'll see how that shakes out in the final two episodes of the show. But this is certainly a victory because they've captured Orinda Price and they are going to use her to get back into the Imperial Command Center, it seems. And if Governor Price thought that she was in trouble before, oh boy, is she in trouble now because... In the beginning of the episode, we find out that Thrawn is going to execute her once he returns from Coruscant if she hasn't captured the Rebels by then. And it's gone entirely the other way. The Rebels have captured her. So all the more reason for Thrawn to just lay waste to the capital and possibly kill Price and the Rebels in the process. I gotta say, I was not expecting to have the attack on the Rebel base this early in these three episodes of the finale. And so that says to me that... Whatever is going to happen in the final episode of the show, I don't know if we've really seen any of it. I'm beginning to think that maybe what we've seen so far is just the first two episodes of the finale and that they have utterly held back on us for the last one. So that's going to be exciting to see that unfold, which we will. And we will talk about it over the next couple of episodes and also in, as I said, the bonus episode too. But for now, we are going to call this one a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.